What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Angry Officer. Um, so just going to say it's been a little while. It's been a couple weeks. Um, I caught some grief from some of my listeners. <laughs> just relax, people, okay? I'm, I'm not going anywhere. I'm here. Um, but uh, I appreciate everybody for listening, and uh, I appreciate the support. So um, there's so much... There's so much that there is to talk about that sometimes, and of course I'm busy, I still work. So, you know, I, it just, sometimes it's honestly, it's almost overwhelming because there's so many things that I have to say that I'd like to talk about that I think are important for us to talk about. But um, uh, unfortunately, I don't have the time to do this full time. So anyway, it's been a couple of weeks, but I'm back and let's get started on this. Today, um, on this episode, I'm going to talk about um, truth. And I'm not going to just talk about truths. I'm going to talk about truth. And I know that sounds, I don't know, a bit strange maybe, but um, I just, I think it's important that we think to ourselves and we, we take a look at ourselves and we say, are we, are we truthful? Are we are we always truthful with ourselves, with others, with our thoughts? Um, and I think, I think it's so tough sometimes in today's society to actually be truthful. And uh, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit. I'm also going to talk about some other things that are happening. Um, and so and this and, and this ties along with. I'm going to give some examples of where I think people aren't being truthful. And I'm going to give some examples of where. It's tough to be truthful, and I think that's a big problem in our society today. Is that it's it is tough, and it's getting tougher, honestly, to be to tell the truth. Um, and there's a lot of, you, you know, you can get a lot of backlash for telling the truth. So we're going to talk about that. Um, so anyway, let's get started with that truth. So this subject came up. I was actually watching. Um, I was watching Tucker Carlson today. And I don't know if you've had a chance to watch that. It's a really good new series that he has. And he had this person on, and I've seen this person before um, talk about other things. He has a really good, really good, uh, there's a little clip out there of him talking about uh, climate change, or, um, and which I've always liked. And I his his intake and his, his or his uh, input or his take on that, I, I thought was very interesting. But his name's Jordan Peterson. And watching this show with Tucker Carlson, Tucker, Tucker had Jordan on and in some ways it was difficult to watch because Jordan Peterson, he's such, you can just tell he's just a highly intelligent person. Um, and he's so, uh, the way he speaks is so, oh, what's the word? He's just, He's kind of speaks matter of factly, but you can tell that he chooses his words and he and what he's saying. Every word he says kind of has a meaning, really, if that makes sense. Um, maybe just the opposite of the way I speak. But uh, anyway, it was very interesting. It was kind of almost difficult to watch a little bit because he's so just thoughtful in his speech. But um, he said some things that I thought were just kind of profound, really. And uh, so I've been thinking a lot about that, and it was about truth. Um, so that's what I would decide I want to talk about. 
Um, and anybody who knows me knows that I am, I'm a very honest, honesty to me is huge. Like I'm just an honest person. And I, I say, I say to people all the time, I've said this many times to people, if you don't want to know the answer, don't ask me the question because I'm the kind of person that you ask me something, I'm going to probably tell you the answer and you may not like it. And I may not want to tell you. And so, I mean, you know, if it's none of your business, I might say none of your business, but, but, uh, I just, I, I don't know. I just, I've always been an honest person. I've always believed in, in, uh, in telling the truth as much as I can. And it's not that easy. And, and I kind of remember where this comes from. I remember being so quick, quick little story. I'm not going to get too sidetracked, but, um, I remember being probably, I don't know, I was probably 10, maybe 11 years old. And, you know, back then we were, you know, the whole neighborhood was, I mean, we all knew each other. I knew every neighbor. I knew every person, every house in that neighborhood. I knew their names. I knew who lived there. And we all kind of hung out together. The kids in the neighborhood all kind of hung out together, even though we were, there were some different age groups and things, but we still knew each other. And there was a kid in our neighborhood who down the street, he was a bit of a, he was a bit of a troublemaker maybe, but for some reason, we didn't typically hang out with this kid a lot, but for some reason he was at our house and we were hanging out. It was at night. And we lived in a cul-de-sac and uh, we were all out in front of our house. And this, this person, we'll just call him Lynn. <laughs> and Lynn says, Hey, I bet you I can hit the neighbor, the neighbor across the street from us. I bet you I can hit their front door with this apple. And, um, you know, we, I don't know, I guess we, okay. You know, we bet him, whatever. I don't even think, I think he just wanted to throw the apple, but so we're all standing around. When I say we all, it was me, him, and two or three of my brothers. I can't remember if my sister was there. And I was the I was the youngest probably there. My brothers were older. So all of a sudden, Lynn throws this apple. And we at that point, we should have bet him because he did not hit the, the front door. Instead, he hit their front um, window, which was a large, I guess, plate glass window. Of course, it shattered. <laughs> And so we, you know, we ran, we, we, we dispersed like cockroaches when you turn a light on. Right. And we took off, we ran. And, and I remember we, we all went our separate ways. We ended up coming, we ended up going around the block, jumping my, my neighbor behind us. We ended, we go cut through their yard, jumping their fence and then coming back into our house. And I remember watching out the front window, the police coming and just kind of, you know, being scared and was like, Oh my gosh, you know, we're going to get caught and this kind of thing. Um, and I never, you know, obviously I was scared and I didn't feel good about what had happened. And, um, but I went to a scout camp and I was gone for several days. And I remember when I came home, my dad sat me down and I remember he, he basically said something like, you know, you have something you want to tell me. And of course, oh no, no, no. He finally, he finally says, listen, I know what happened. I know what you guys did. And then he, and then he said the thing that I think stuck with me and it was just my personality. It stuck with me. And that's probably why I'm so, I try so hard to be honest now, but he says, I'm so disappointed in you for not being honest and telling the truth. And that was the hardest thing. Of course I got punished. Um, back then, you know, we, the, you know, back then punishment was handled more inside a household than really through the police, which. I'm all for, by the way, I wish we could get back to that, but, um, that's a whole nother subject, but you know, so, but him just saying how disappointed he was in me for not being honest, just tore at me. I was just like, 
it hurt me. Like I was like, oh my gosh, like how could I? And and for me, it was like a respect thing. Like I had tons of respect. I have tons of respect for my parents and my father. And and I think just hearing him, the disappointment in his voice and the genuine disappointment in his voice was all it took for me. So I think that's a lot where my um, my desire to be honest comes from. Um, and and you know, along with the honesty, to me is accountability. I think being accountable for your actions is a, is a form of honesty and um, holding people. And you know, so. Listen, I'd made a lot of stupid mistakes, but I was the first one to say, yeah, okay, yeah, I did that. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take the, I'm going to take my licks and, and move on. Um, so I think that's where kind of my honesty comes from or my truth comes from. But the question is, and, and this is one of the things that Peterson, uh, uh First of all, let me back up for just a second. Let's talk about Dr. Peterson or Jordan Peterson real quick, okay? Um, and I'm just going to kind of give you a little bit of background on him because I think it's important to see where he's got he's got quite the resume, but I think it's important to kind of see where this person's coming from. Um, he was a Canadian professor of psychology at the University of Toronto. Uh, he was a clinical psychologist and a, and a YouTube person. He came, became a YouTube personality. He's got several videos on YouTube that you should watch. Um, but uh, – he was raised in Alberta, so he's a, he's a Canadian. But he got a he got a uh, a bachelor's degree in political science and psychology from the U University of Alberta, and a PhD in clinical psychology from McGill University. And then he did he taught and he did research at Harvard University. Um, published many books. Anyway, very very smart, very I would say even brilliant to me. But anyway, so that's Jordan Peterson. Um, but one of the things he says is, and there's a great YouTube, if you're going to watch a YouTube video on him, um, there's one called the truth and wow, watch it, listen to it. It is, I, I don't know. I think it's great. I, I love what he's saying and he's, there's so much truth in his, in this video. And so you know, I really encourage you to watch that. But, um, one of the things that he says is, you know, how much truth can we tolerate? And, and, and that sounds kind of funny, but when you think about that, how much truth can you tolerate? I think along with that, you have to ask, your to ask yourself, we all need to ask ourselves, how truthful am I really being? Every single day as we walk around, as we interact with other people, we interact with our spouses, our children, our coworkers, how truthful are we really? Um, and there's a lot of societal pressures. I don't know where, you know, we all live in different societies, but I can tell you from my society, there's a lot of pressure in my society to be a certain way, to live a certain way, to have a certain standard, to talk a certain way, to do certain things. And I know so many people who they do those things or they pretend to do those things, but in actuality, are they feeling what they're doing? Are they doing those things because that's what they feel like they need to do or should do? Or are they doing those things because that's what they feel like is expected of them? And to me, if you're doing it because it's expected of you, but not because it's what you feel you should do or not what you truly believe, I don't know that you're really being truthful. Um, and I think, it, you know, it, in so many things that we do, we, we, we fail to be truthful because 
maybe the truth is unex it's it's not what's supposed to be. I, I don't know how to um Here's I'll give you an example. This is the here's an example of what I'm trying to say. As a as a man and as a woman, you know, you have certain you're born with certain attractions. You're born with certain feelings. It's natural to have certain feelings. Yet, yet as a society, as a people, sometimes, and it's worse in some societies than others, we pretend like those certain feelings or those desires or those curiosities or whatever aren't true or aren't real or aren't or shouldn't be um, or we shouldn't have them. Now, I, I personally believe that that's a natural thing that we're given. That's it's it's a it's a uh, it's it's something that's um, instinctual in us, and yet we deny that it exists. Um, now, for, I am in no way saying that if you if you have a desire or you have a curiosity, you have a that you should act on those things. I'm not saying that at all, but it's different to act on those things and. And it's different to act and it's different to pretend like they don't exist. Um, I know, I know a lot of, I'll just use a man as an example. I, I mean, I know a lot of men who pretend like they never notice a female, another female because they're married. And I, and, and that's great. Like I'm, you know, your, your, your spouse is your person and that's all you, sh you know, that should be your person. But to say that you don't notice others to me, I don't know. I, I find, I find, Maybe it's just me, you know, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm exposing a little bit too much of myself here, but I find there's some dishonesty in that, honestly. Um, and, and we're all different. So I'm not saying that everybody's this way. And, and, but, but I find a little dishonesty in that. Um, so like I said, how truthful are we really? Are we really truthful about what we're feeling? Because sometimes it's a lot easier to say, you know, somebody asks you if something's wrong, you no, I'm fine. You know, I mean, I know I do that all the time. My wife does that all the time. We say, Oh no, we're okay. We're fine. But are we like, I don't know. Are we truthful? Um, truth, truth can be painful, very painful and dangerous. You know, if, if you're a, if you're a female and you notice the opposite sex or you're a person, you notice the opposite sex because, that's part of who we are. Again, I'm not talking about doing anything immoral. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about going out and having an affair. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about noticing. I'm talking about you notice the opposite sex. If which which I personally believe we all do certain to a certain extent, some more than others, but um it's it's dangerous. There's some danger in admitting that, I think. And um and it makes you vulnerable. Truth can make you vulnerable. And it can make you look bad. I mean, think about this. If if somebody asks, you know, if, if your spouse asks you, did you notice that? Did you notice that person at the gym? Did you notice that girl at the gym? Or did you notice that guy at the gym? Um, and you say yes. I think that the initial reaction with some is, oh, my gosh, you're a monster because you, you know, you notice somebody other than me or you, you know, you notice that female or you notice that male, you know, come on, let's be real. Like, I, I think we just need to be real with each other. Um, and again, <laughs> maybe it's just me. 
I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one. Maybe I'm the only person, but I don't, I don't think so. Um, I can tell you right now, I, I don't hide the fact that sometimes I do notice that. And I tell my wife that, and I hope that doesn't make her feel bad or anything. But to me, there's honesty there. Um, to me, if I said, no, I didn't notice that attractive person. Um, I'm being dishonest and, and maybe, you know, like I said, the truth, the truth can hurt and it can be dangerous and it can, you know, make you look bad and it can be painful and all those things. Um, but there's a certain freedom in it too. You know, I think that, I think truth absolutely can set you free. And one of the things that Jordan said in this, this Tucker Carlson thing is how truth can be so exciting. Um, it's exciting to be truth. It's exciting to be truthful in everything that you say and do, or try to be truthful in everything that you genuinely try to be truthful in everything that you say to do, say and or do. But think about that. I mean, if somebody asks you a question, and I'll, I'll, I'll just make it political for a second. If somebody asks you a political question that you think is, that you think the person that asking you, you know, you kind of know what their beliefs are. But you know that your answer is going to be opposite of what their answer is, and they're a passionate person about it. Um, yeah, there might be a little bit of fireworks there. You know, you might they might get a little exciting there. Um, anybody who knows me knows that I'm pretty passionate about what I believe, and and I and I I try I value people's opinion um, as long as it's truthful and it's based off of truth. Um, I have a really hard time with people who base their, especially when I'm talking politics here. I really have a hard time with people who base their their political beliefs off of mistruths. And I think one of the problems that we have right now in a society is we don't use common sense. I feel like common sense is just gone out the window. And there's a certain political group in our country right now. Um, you know who you are. <laughs> and, you know, they're, they would have us believe, and I've said this before, they would have us believe that the sky isn't blue. And they would have us believe that down is up and up is down. And that the, you know, I mean, really we're in a, we're in an era right now. That's what's, what's, what's right. What used to be right is now wrong. What was used to be wrong is now right. And I think we've just, we've thrown out all common sense, but if you think about why that is, then it kind of comes back around to being truthful to me. Um, the truth is, the truth is, and this is backed up by statistics, the truth is the police are not out systematically shooting and killing minorities. That's the truth. Now, there are people who are very passionate that would say the opposite, but maybe their passion is overpowering their truth. Maybe they're Maybe they want to do something for other people. I, I, I believe that some people that feel like that really genuinely, are they think they're doing a good thing, but I think they've been misled. Um, I think they feel like they're standing up for a minority that needs somebody to stand up for them. But to me, if somebody's standing up for me and speaking for me, uh, I, don't, I don't need that. I don't need somebody to speak for me. To me, that... To me, that person that's standing up for me constantly, and it's okay to stand up for somebody that we all need somebody to stand up and back us once in a while. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, you know, it's funny when you notice these, these some of these protests, right? These, these BLM protests, who are the people that are out screaming the most? BLM, Black Lives Matter. 
most half of them aren't even black. They're white people that are out screaming on behalf of black people. And I look at them and I think, do you do those people feel like that? Do they feel like that the black people that they think they're representing don't have their own opinions and their own voice and they can't represent themselves? That's almost what it seems like sometimes to me. And that's a bit, I would find that a bit, uh, you know, offensive. I would be a bit offended if somebody was constantly doing that. You know, you got white people standing out there screaming at other white people about their white privilege. Really? I mean, that's a whole other subject. I'm not going to get into that right now. I've talked about it before. I don't believe in white privilege. I don't believe in black. I believe in American privilege. Every single one of us in this country have American privilege. And, uh, and I think if you fail to recognize that, you aren't being truthful. You need to get out and look around the world because there is no better place in this world. Um, I've never been to any other better, you know, I've never been to a better place. I, there's a lot of places I haven't been, but, um, you know, you can look at things. There's ways of telling, you know, statistically or whatever, that we live in the best country in the world and we all have, um, we all have American privilege. Um, I believe there's a lot of racist people in the world. I believe there's a lot of racist people in this country. I don't believe in systemic racism, especially in the police department. I really don't. Now, it seems like there's becoming systemic racism, or at least um, maybe not systemic racism. To me, systemic racism is policies and things that are made and set based off of race. Um, but And that's happening now, too. You're, you're All these policies, these there are politicians that are passing these laws that are based off of race. That, to me, is systemic, and that is racism. They're building it into their system there. Um, and so I think it's, I think there's way more systemic racism right now than there was a year ago, two years, three years ago, four years ago, um, for sure. And, uh, and I think a lot of that, and this isn't going to be a popular thing to say, but it's my truth. It's what I believe. But I think a lot of that is because of our current administration, our current presidency and, and, and uh, and the P and the political party that's in power, and I'm sorry, but um, you know, I think that's the truth. And deny or you can deny it or not deny it, but I think that's the truth. So I'm going to talk about a couple things. Um, that's my little rant on truth. And you know, watch watch Jordan Peterson. Watch his talk on YouTube or listen to it. Um, Man, it's really good. Really good. Like I said, it's called The Truth. Um, Jordan Peterson. I think there's tons of insight in what he says, and uh, and uh, I, I really liked it. But um, we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna give some examples now of where where we just where we're falling short as a society. Really, maybe it's even more of a media thing because I, I still believe that as a whole our society is uh, doesn't feel the way that the media is portraying us. Um, and they like to, they like to sensationalize certain stories and things, especially when it comes to police and, the, and things that are happening. So, um, we're going to talk about some of that here, uh, moving forward. Okay. So let's, uh, let's, let me give you some examples of, of some people who, 
there's just, where's the truth? I mean, where's the honesty here? Um, and what motivates these people to do these things? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if these people are just trying to get uh, social media likes or hits, or maybe they feel like they want to go viral. I mean, I don't know why you'd want to go viral acting the way some of them act, but maybe they feel like there's something to gain there um, politically or within their social circle circles. I, I don't know, but we're going to start off with an officer. And, and many of you probably have seen this video, but uh, I'm going to play some audio directly from this. This is an officer who makes a traffic stop on a woman for using her cell phone while driving. Um, and as he's walking up to the vehicle, um, this is, this is what she says. And I, I hope that you can hear this. Okay. Uh, but, uh, let's, let's have a listen and, and see what, what happens. Yes, you are, ma'am. Good morning. Which is, and the speed limit is 40, and I was going 38, so why are you harassing You are me? correct. I pulled you over because, because you're a murderer. Because uh, yes, I started to record because you can't you're a murderer. Be, you can't be on your cell phone I, I while you're on driving. My phone. I was okay, I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to stop this as we go. Um, so he walks up. She says, are you, are you arresting me today? Cause I was going under the speed limit or something to that effect. And he's like, you know, he, he's being polite. Like this officer is being more polite than he needs to be in my personal opinion. You know, we need to, we need to start telling these people the way it is, um, people that act like this cause she's out of line. But, uh, so she says, uh, you know, I'm recording you. He says, I'm stopping you for using your phone. She says, I'm not using my phone. Um, I was recording you Well, she's using her phone to record him. I, I don't know if she was doing that while they were driving. I'm not 100% sure, but, um, and she immediately says, she doesn't, it doesn't matter who this guy is. Doesn't matter where he's from. Doesn't matter anything about it. All, all that matters is that he's a policeman and he has a badge. And so she immediately calls him a murderer. How, I mean, how can that's so offensive? Um, shame on that lady. Shame on that lady. Um, and we're going to see what kind of character this lady has as we continue to play this. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll start it again, or, you know, here, but, uh, uh, shame on her. So let's see what else she has to say. Recording you because you scared you can't, me. You can't use your cell phone while you're recording. You. May I have your driver's license? I, it's, it's at my apartment. What's your apartment? It's at my home. I'm just taking my son to his. Do you have, a, do you have your driver's license? I, it. I mistakenly left it at home. Do you have a picture of your driver's license? Yes, I do. May I have it? And can you call your supervisor, please? I, I already did. He's on his way. Good, because you're a murderer. Okay. And so you're giving me a cell phone ticket? Is that why you're harassing me? Not harassment. I, I am enforcing the law. I have a right to record the police when they're harassing me. By all means. But you can't do it while you're driving. I... Okay. Again, calls him a murderer, um, says she's afraid of him. That's not true. She's a liar. Okay. Um, there's no truth in anything that this lady's doing. There is no truth in it. And obviously, um, she doesn't know him for her to call him a murderer right off the bat is ridiculous. Um, she's a bigot. She's judging him because he's wearing a badge and a uniform. And, and so she's automatically, you know, assuming things she's a bigot. Um, we're going to find out later on that she's also a racist, which, you know, no big surprise, right? Um, she does happen to be black, um, which I didn't know. I've seen this video many times. I didn't know that until I read this article. But, you know, 
it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if she's black, Hispanic, white. She's a racist and she's a bigot. And she's not afraid of him. I'm just going to throw this out there. If you are afraid that somebody with a gun, you know, somebody with a gun, a policeman walks up to your car and you, you genuinely, truthfully in your heart, you believe that he may shoot you. Are you really going to start off by calling him a murderer? I don't think so. I don't think so. She's not that brave. Okay. It's just the opposite. She's a coward. She knows he's not going to act that way. She knows that that's what she's saying is untrue. And that's why she's saying it. If she 100% believed this guy was capable of murdering her because of her skin color, because of her being a female, because of any reason, any reason, she would not talk like that to him. Okay? She's a liar. There's no truth in this. Um, she's, 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 I don't know who she's fooling. She's not fooling me. But let's listen to the rest, see what else she has to say. You got to laugh. I mean, you just got to laugh. What else can you do? You're jealous. She thinks he's jealous of her car because she's driving a Mercedes Benz. Give me a flipping break. Um, shame on this lady, though. I'm gonna. She's got her son in the car. Now, shame on her. Okay? Shame on her. Not only is she a racist and a bigot and a liar, she's now, she's now deceiving her impressionable son. I don't know how old he is, but... But what she's doing is she's now she's now laying the, the foundation for her son's behavior in the future when her son deals with the police. And if he thinks that he can disrespect authority, if he thinks that he can say or act or do whatever he wants, and he can say whatever he wants, that's your freedom of speech, but... If that translates to an officer telling you, you know, let me see your hands, don't move, keep your hands out of your pockets or whatever, and he thinks that he doesn't have to, she is basically putting him at risk. She is teaching him that cops want to murder you. She is teaching him that you don't have to respect their authority. Um, what a shame. Shame on her. Shame on this lady. Let's finish this thing up. She's disgusting me. For him being a Mexican racist, what is the oh, there's there's the racial racist part of her. You're always going to be a Mexican. You'll never be white. You know that, right? You'll never be white, which is what you really want to be. You want to be white. Have a good day. You want to be white. 
And there you have it, folks. There you have it. That She's a teacher. Apparently what she is is she's a college assistant or something to that effect. Um, but the point is she is who you are sending your children to. Um, she's a college professor. That's who you've got. That's who you've got teaching your children. So when you send your children off to a liberal, liberal college, uh, just be prepared. Okay. Because that's the kind of idiot piece of garbage. Sorry, I'm going to say it. This is me being truthful. That's how I feel about her. Um, she's a disgusting human being. Okay. All right. Let's move on. What else can we find here today? <laughs> There's so much of this that it's just unbelievable. Um, here we go. Another professor, um, another dishonest professor who's, who's, who is um, in charge of teaching our children. Um, and this is, uh, this one, um, apparently they're having a Zoom meeting or a Zoom class. Uh, and this student of hers, I think he's 19, he had made a comment about heroes or policemen being heroes, and she did not like this. Um, she did not like it at all. So um, she asks him some questions to clarify. He would try to answer. She would completely cut him off. Um, you could tell that she was a bit amped up. She was not happy about what he had to say. And, you know, she's being dishonest again. Um it's just, it's disgusting. So, so we're going to talk a little bit about accountability now because, um, you know, I hear all the time that policemen aren't accountable. We are not being held accountable. We need to hold police more accountable, blah, blah, blah. Well, let me tell you, um, we're being held accountable way more than most other, if not all other professions. Okay. Um, there was another video of, and I'll see if I can find it. I'll play it here, but, um, you know, obviously, by now, you've probably heard of the LeBron James stuff and, and you know, LeBron basically putting a picture of that officer on there saying you're next. The officer that saved the life of a of a young black female um, who was about to be stabbed by another young black female. And he he unfortunately had to use deadly force, but he saved a life. He took a life to save a life. Um, and. LeBron decides that he's going to put a tweet out with this officer's face and say that you're next. Now, what does that mean? I'm not sure, but it doesn't matter. LeBron, you're a piece of garbage. Okay. Um, there you go. I said it. There's some more truth for you. Uh, but where's the accountability there? There's none. LeBron can say whatever he wants. And because the guy knows how to dunk a basketball, um, he can get away with it and say whatever he wants, period. You know, if an officer said that, there's a reason why, again, there's a reason why um, I don't use my name and I don't say where I work. Because there would be, there, you know, I'm trying to keep my job. But LeBron can go on there and say whatever he wants and there's nothing. No accountability. Now, here's, here's a, here's, he didn't do anything. He didn't, he didn't do anything legally. Like, he's got freedom of speech. I get it. But that doesn't mean we can't hold somebody accountable as citizens. You know, we're the we're the reason why this guy's making millions and millions of dollars um, because we're paying to watch this guy, you know, dribble a basketball up and down the court. And he he obviously has this elitist mentality, and he knows that he's a he thinks he's above everybody else, and we're just peons, and you know, 
And that's, we've, you know, we've created that monster. He, that monster was being created when he was going through school. I, I, I know how this works. I've seen it. I, I've seen it in schools where I am. And, you know, these people, you have some talent, you get coddled, you get treated differently. And especially when you have the kind of talent that LeBron James has. And so he, his whole life, he's been, you know, at least since he was probably in his teens, he's been treated differently. Um, and now what we've, what we've got is we've got this elitist, rich elitist athlete who thinks that he's above everyone and everything. And he can say and do whatever he wants and get away with it. And, you know, he's right to a certain extent. If an officer had done what he did, he would be fired. Um, and then everybody would be grabbing their, their torches and pitchforks and finding out where he lives. And, uh, you know, so it's just ridiculous. But um, this professor, this professor that just that got after the student is no longer teaching there. She's resigned from what I understand or stepped down. Um, the article that I read claimed that she was going to step down anyway. To me, it kind of made it sound a little bit like, you know, it wasn't because of what she said or did. It was because that's what she was going to do. You know, whatever. I'm just glad she's not teaching anymore. She's going to go somewhere else and teach. Uh, but, uh, you know, she's pathetic again, she's pathetic. Um, so where's the, where's the, it takes a brave person today to stand up for what you, what you believe. I'm glad this student had the courage, um, to say what he believes that many policemen are heroes. I agree with them. I, I've worked with, with these people for 16 and a half years. I've seen them do her heroic things. I've seen him do things that most people can't or won't do. Um, so good for him for, for having the courage to tell that truth. Because it would have been easier for him, like probably most of the kids in his class, it would have been easy for him to just go along with his professor and to say, yeah, okay. And just just either be quiet or just nod your head as if you agree. Okay. Um, but that's not what we need right now. We need people who are willing to be truthful and to tell the truth. Um, so let me see if I can't find this uh, video of the officer who's being berated by this, this scumbag person on the street. And, uh, and all he does is, answer a question that was asked of him and the way he answered it though some people aren't happy about so okay so this took place in dc um let's take a listen oh y'all gonna kill me like mckay Brian? fuck are you gonna stab somebody like her no she but she called y'all for help fuck is you talking about get your goofy ass okay and you just said that on camera this shit going viral this Okay, so uh, sorry about the language. Um, I should have given you a warning, but you know, it is what it is. So he asks the officer if he's going to shoot him, and the officer says, well, "I don't know. Are you going to stab somebody?" And because of that comment, uh, apparently, according to this, uh, according to this. Um, article that I read that police is being investigated. DC police investigating officer who had snarky response for heckler. I mean, are you freaking kidding me? A snarky response. So he's going to be, he's investigated for giving a snarky response. 
<laughs> I mean, first of all, I didn't think his response, there was nothing wrong with his response. He, the, the guy asked him, you know, a fake question, right? He didn't really, wasn't really asking him a question. He was just being an ass. I mean, let's be honest. That's all the guy is doing. He's being an ass. Um, he's obviously a bigot. He's obviously, you know, uh, uh, making some judgments on this person because he's an officer, because of the uniform he wears, which pretty much is the definition of a bigot. So he's being a bigot and he's, be and the officer says, or I don't know, are you going to stab somebody? And he's being investigated for that. Give me a freaking break. And then people want to say that we're not held accountable for our actions. Are you kidding me? Um, there, are there are several officers right now who are looking at prison time. Um, and most of them, in my opinion, is unjustified. It's because it's because our politicians and our our district attorneys and our and our and judges even are looking to appease this certain group of our population by falsely imprisoning police officers who are really just out there doing a job, and it's not an easy job. You ask your how. Those of you that are listening, you just ask yourself, how long could you stand there and let somebody call you a murderer and call you a racist and yell at you? I've had people, I've had people call me everything in the book. Um, I've had people say they were going to do awful things to my family and I sit and take it and I can't be snarky back. That's, that's where we're at. Like we're worried about the officer being snarky. He should have slapped the grin off that guy's face. I'm not condoling violence, so settle down, everybody. Uh, truthfully, if since we're talking about truth, this episode's all about truth. Um, truthfully, that officer probably felt like slapping the the grin off of that guy's face. Because if I'm being truthful, I'm telling you right now, I would totally feel like slapping that guy. Okay, I wouldn't. There's a there's a there's a saying in police work, and it it is so true, and it goes like this. Think mean and talk nice. Okay. And that's exactly what we do. That's exactly what that officer was doing as that racist bigot um, lady on the traffic stop was calling him all kinds of names. That's exactly, I guarantee you, that's what he was doing. And if he wasn't doing that, he's a better man than I. Um, and as this as this idiot was asking this officer if he, if he was going to shoot him next, I guarantee you that's what he was doing. He was thinking mean and talking nice, and it came across as snarky. So they're going to investigate him. Investigate him for what? Being human? Give me a break. Give me a break. Ugh. Well, thanks for joining. That's it. I'm calling it. Um, I've got lots more to say, but I'm going to save it for another episode. So um, again, thanks for listening. Uh, please share this podcast with your friends or somebody that you think might find it interesting or entertaining. Um, hopefully some education, a little bit of educational value in there. Um, and I, listen, I'm only here to speak the truth. Um, I'm here to bring some understanding maybe a little bit to the, the men and women in my, in my, uh, career, men and women in law enforcement who risk their lives every single day. And I, you know, I'm just going to say this, Knowing the stuff that they go through because I've experienced it myself firsthand, um, and some officers experience more than others, but no matter where you're at, you experience tragedy. 
Um, and that, that I know, I don't care what, I don't care if you're in a huge city or a small town, you experience tragedy. Okay. And a lot of times on a daily basis. So I know the stuff that they go through and to see, to see these people treat them with such disrespect and to say such awful things about them. Um, you know, you can say things about me. I can take it. It'll roll off my back. It'll piss me off maybe, but I'll, I'll think mean and talk nice. Um, but when I see you saying that to my brothers and sisters who I, and I know the sacrifice they're making, it pisses me off. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm being honest that it makes me mad. So anyway, I hope that you spread the, spread the word, keep listening and, you know, think about some of the things I talked about as far as truth. Think, think to yourself, how truthful am I? Can you handle the truth? Um, and the truth can be profound, but let's be honest. Let's think, am I really being truthful? Is that really a truthful answer? And be brave. When, when, you, when you see somebody like these people that I've just showed or list, you've listened to, when you, when you see or hear them saying such things that are blatantly untrue, be brave and stand up and say, that is such a lie. That is a lie. That's what we need. That's what it's going to take to change this country back to where we need to go, which, you know, is we up, up can't be down and down can't be up and the sky has got to be blue and, and right can't be wrong and wrong can't be right. We've got to, you know, right's right and wrong's wrong. And this, the sky is blue and up is up and down is down. We've got to get back to that Um, because we're in some real trouble here, folks. And the last thing I'm going to say is, you know, teach your kids, don't teach your kids. Don't say to your kid, I'm going to call the cops and they're going to haul you away. Don't say that. You're doing me an injustice as an officer, but even more than that, you're doing your kid an injustice. Okay. Do not make your children afraid of the police because we are there. We will literally every policeman I know would lay down their life, not just for you, but especially for your children. Okay. So don't, don't spread them. Don't, don't, don't mislead them with that garbage. Anyway. Um, I'm out of here. Uh, until next time, be bold, be brave, and be truthful.